Women Taking the Lead, Episode 14. I think it's really neat for women to, to see that practical way of thinking and recognize that whether you're working on a role or a job or leading a department or a business, that when you can really focus on why you do what you do, that's when your passion comes out. Hello, my name is Jody Flynn and welcome to Women Taking the Lead, where we are all about creating blasts of inspiration to help you overcome self-doubt so you can lead with confidence, integrity, and a sense of humor. Your future awaits, so let's get started. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us today. I'm here with Shannon Kinney, who is the founder and client success officer of Dream Local Digital, a digital marketing agency that has worked with thousands of small businesses across North America. She has over 15 years experience in the development of successful internet products, sales and marketing strategies, and has worked on the team developing successful internet brands such as cars.com and careerbuilder.com and over 60 online media properties for newspapers all over the U.S. and Canada. (laughs) And prior to that, she spent over 10 years in media sales and sales management in Maine. Shannon is considered an expert in the field of online marketing and social media and speaks regularly at conferences on this subject. She was recently named a Digital Innovator of the Year by Local Media Association. Okay, Shannon, I usually say this is a teaser for everyone, but actually that's awesome and that's a lot, but I'm sure you have more to tell us. So tell us more about you and where you came from. Oh, thank you. And thanks so much for having me. Um, I was born and raised here in Maine, in a small town in Maine, and I have really deep roots here, but I've always sort of had a greater worldview. Um, I started small. I sold ads for a weekly newspaper, um, as you mentioned, when I was 17, actually, and worked my way up from there. Uh, And part of where Dream Local Digital came from and what we do now is trying to get back to those roots. Um, Physically, I came back to Maine after being away for 15 plus years. And, but it's also, um, we get to work with small businesses again. Um, After spending many years working with big businesses and making them rich, it's really gratifying working with small businesses again. And um, I enjoy that very much. That's all. I, you know, the word gratifying was coming to my mind when you get to see the personal success story. Oh, yeah. That it's got to feel good. It does. So. So you've had successes big and small in your life, and you've definitely gained confidence over the years. But take us back to a time when you were playing small and you may not have been aware of it at the time. Share with us a story and the lessons you've learned. Uh, I love that question because I think many of us underutilize um, the lessons that are learned in moments like that, and they really are important to your development. I mean, ultimately, um, I tried to think of some that are more recent because, um, you know, we all have those moments when we're younger in our career. Uh, For me, I've had it happen twice um, in my time here at Dream Local Digital, which is six years old last month. Um, And both of them involved bringing in additional resources as partners, like almost at a partner level in the company, which I own uh, 
um, myself right now. And um, what it was, was I was thinking, okay, I am really good in that I don't have a huge ego. And really what I want to do is take care of my team and my company and my clients. And I'm going to find people who have better skills than me in some area and, and bring them in. And in both cases, these were men um, that I perceived brought value to the table um, in it well in advance of what I could do myself. And, and I think the reason I'm sharing this as a play small moment uh, is because it happened to me twice that in both cases, I totally um, made the assumption that these people shared my work ethic, my passion for treating my team and my customers well, and they didn't. Um, so I had to take the time and effort to undo those partnerships and, and keep the team mm-hmm. focused. And so I think the, the biggest lesson here I can say is, you know, never put your happiness in someone else's pocket. This is your, your dream, your passion, your future, whatever it is that you do. And don't assume you need someone else to help you do it on your own. Oh, that was a great point because what I was really in hearing in your story was you brought these two people on because you, you saw yourself as lacking a skill or a capability. So you brought them on and, and they didn't jive with your culture right. or the vis- vision you had with your company. So you got rid of them and it turns out you're where you are today anyway. That's right. Even without them. <laughs> and I listened to what they said and I didn't look enough at what they did. Uh, you know, words, words are, um, you know, wind if you're not getting things done in the background. And so I think for me, it's, it's, you know, I'm not saying everybody has to do everything on their own, but don't assume that you need someone else's help um, or that, you know, your happiness is dependent on their success. Mm. It's good to have partners, but they have to be aligned with, who you are, your vision, and how you want to do things. That's right. oh, it's so true. So what would you share as a, a, a lesson learned? How would you, um, or what would you say to somebody else who is thinking about vetting a, a partner? Like, what would they look for? Yeah, so I think um, evidence that they share your culture and work ethic matters. Like, I, I looked for strategic fit. And, you know, that somebody shared my vision of the future. And, you know, that's not a bad criteria. But when you're riding on that alone, anybody can dream something in the future. You have to see whether or not they have evidence of actually executing anything they've ever dreamed on, whether or not they're going to work as hard as you. Um, and and I think, you know, as women, we tend to be harder on ourselves. Um, and, and men don't do that. So I assumed that, both of these people, you know, came at this from the same angle and open openness that I did. And that wasn't the case. And it ha- and I did it twice. That's why I shared that moment was, you know, we all, you know, lesson first time. Okay. The second time I was like, okay, you're shut off, Shannon. You can't do this anymore. <laughs> Get it done yourself. And, and we've been way better since, uh, since those decisions were made. Awesome. Now share with us a time in your journey when you had a wake up call. Take us back to that moment and share with us the step that steps that you took that led to your success. Well, it, this one is in the fall of uh, last year. And well, it's actually 2013. Um, Dream Local was growing significantly. And I was lucky enough to be featured at, the, at that time in, in a prominent magazine here in Maine, Maine Magazine about entrepreneurship in Maine. And I was really proud of that moment. But at the time the, the magazine came out, we had recently suffered, uh, you know, a big hit. We had taken, made a couple mistakes internally. It had caused a significant dollar value mistake. And it was a real low point in our history. Um, and as a leader, 
you know, when you hit tough times, you have to inspire people through them. And this one was a particularly big hit for me and I was struggling and I, I left work um, one day, you know, thinking, oh my goodness, if, if I don't handle this well, it could shut the company down. I really have to think through what to do. And I, I'm really feeling about as low as I have during our history. And I, I stop at the dry cleaners on the way home because I have to pick up my suit for another plane that I'm going to get on. And I just really didn't even want to see anybody. And I, I walk in the dry cleaners and the gal that runs it happens to be one of my cousins. And I didn't grow up with her, but we're related. Um, her father is now in an assisted living facility. And she lit up when she saw me and said, I went to see dad and he recognized me. And I need to tell you, he was so excited to see me. And he showed me this article in Maine Magazine and he's showing it to the nurses and his roommates and everyone around talking about um, how important this is and that he says, that's a Kinney. She's one of us. And I hear this story and I'm literally like, doesn't she know? Like, I just totally screwed this up. Like, doesn't, and all I could think was, you know, I can't let them down, right? I can't let my family down. I can't let my team down. And this means a lot to people that are part of this dream with me, even people I don't recognize. And so for me, it was a real wake-up call that I had to just get over myself and um, you go home and have a cry or a beer or whatever it is I needed and then get right back on the horse and make it happen. And uh, that was a real uh, emotional wake-up call for me. Yeah. Moments like that, it really puts things in perspective. And I also like to refer to those moments as we have to see ourselves sometimes the way other people see us, even if it's hard to buy into it first. That's a really good point, Jody. And that's exactly what I was feeling was, wow, like, holy moly, I gotta, you know, I gotta make this happen. (laughs) They're counting. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Right. I love that. Okay. Now what I, you know, I, I like this question myself because what I want everyone to get is there's no one way to lead. Like sometimes we, we, we stumble in our leadership because we're trying to be like somebody else right? and it's not in sync with who we are. We're all different and we're all going to lead differently. So Shannon, how would you describe your leadership style? I think, I think you make a good point. Like authenticity really matters. And that's true of your leadership style in your team, but it's also true of the culture you create in your company has to Mm -hmm. be really something that you live authentically, naturally that people can see. Um, and for me, um, a couple of the key attributes I focus on are transparency and empowerment. You know, I'd let the team know where we're at and I empower them to give them any tools that they need to be successful. Um, I think that's really important. We have a lot of freedom given here uh, to to learn, to discover, to fail, to fix, and to surprise and delight our customers. Um, you have to really care about people. And I genuinely get excited about what people are working on and try hard um, to get interested in what motivates them. When when I interview people, I, I talk to them about what I'm looking for in the company, but I spend at least half the time asking them what motivates them. And then I try mm-hmm. to architect their experience with us so that they achieve what they're looking for too, which I think is uh, important. And then I, I really do think you have to be very um, passionate 
about what you do. And for me, my enthusiasm and my passion about what I do is critical to give energy to all these people who are moving this rock up a hill with me. Um, when you're, it's easy for me to dream big and think about the future of the company while these team, my team is, is the one making it happen. And so it's important to me to recognize that my commitment to them is something that they need to feel all the time. Mm -hmm. And you know, that, that's a, a real story for me because I've had an opportunity to chat with some of your team members at a networking event, and they were so clear about what Dream Local was all about, um, what they were there to do, what the vision was, where they were going, what the, you know, what role they were playing. And they were also very clear about there was a lot of openness to have new ideas brought forward yes. that they could, con they could contribute. And they were really excited talking about their jobs at Dream Local Digital. And I, I loved that. It was, and I met them before I really met you. Yeah. So that, so I felt like I knew you better. Oh, that's really <laughs> nice to hear. Cause I, I definitely try hard to make sure that they feel that way. It doesn't matter who you are, you know, we all are here to get it done. And we, I wouldn't ask anybody to do what I won't do myself or don't do myself. But on the other hand, they're all empowered to find the best way to get the job done. And, and each person that we have brings a new, a new voice and a new idea to our culture, which is, is really amazing. It's exciting. And what is one thing you're working on right now that you're really excited about? Uh, well, we just launched a second company, um, a second division, which is um, the Bangor Daily News, one of our media partners, uh, we help media partners grow their digital revenue and serve their advertisers and learn how to offer some of our services to their advertisers. And in the case of the Bangor Daily News, they recognized that they needed more focused effort on digital. So they spun off a separate unit that's doing all of their digital uh, work, both for readers and for advertisers. And we're leading that for at least the next several months to help them get that division off the ground, get the startup moving, get them um, set up for success in the future. And I couldn't be more excited about our team in Bangor and the work that we're all doing together. Mm, and that's in line with your energy level too. Do, you're really excited talking about this startup phase. Do you find yourself attracted to startups? Oh yes. I, you know, this is my seventh and eighth ones that I've done myself uh, over the years. My first, uh, Dream Local is my first one with my own money. And that's, you know, that's a totally separate level of fortitude. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I really do love building things. And I love the energy that happens when you're building things and um, doing all I can to create an environment where people learn how to take all that energy and get the train moving forward in a positive uh, and fast really fast way. So the speed of it is, is, uh, exhausting at times, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything else. Okay. Now I'm going to do a quick leadership roundup. So, to, and we can expound upon this cause we are making good time. You are very concise and clear. <laughs> so tell us what is one practice that makes you a better leader? I think for me, um, it was recognizing that you can't work on your business if you're working in your business. And, uh, you know, for the listeners who happen to be business owners, um, you feel the pain of wanting to take a big paycheck yourself or even get paid, which is always a good day. I get excited when it happens. Um, and I recognized early on that it was worth it for me to sacrifice 
compensating myself so that I could bring on a team of really strong people uh, and build that team up so that they could help run the business. And on a day-to-day basis, um, that team is the one that, you know, takes care of day-to-day operations, makes sure things are running smoothly with my guidance and, and, and ideas, but empowering them to do that so that I can focus on growing the business. And, um, I learned that in one of my last startups in a way that I knew that this time that was my big lesson that I was going to take. And Dream Local, we continue to grow because I have the liberty and luxury of being able to focus on that and that alone um, versus trying to balance that in a lot of day-to-day operations. I don't, I don't even sign my own checks here. So, you know, you could think that that makes me not as good of a leader, but ultimately I could get hit by a bus tomorrow and my business will continue to grow. And I think that's really a strong um, evidence of leadership is if you have a strong team and you empower them and inspire them, um, we're all in this together and there's no, you know, nobody that thinks that the sun rises and sets on me, my, myself included. Uh, mm. So I, I think that for me, if I look at everything that we've done with Dream Local, I think that was probably the best decision I ever made. I think that is a strong leadership trait and it's translatable even into the office environment because I remember one of the things that made me successful, I wish I could remember the periodical I read it in, but I remember reading an article where they talked about being promotable Mm -hmm. um, and and how to make yourself promotable. And one of the things they said was make it so your department doesn't need you anymore. Absolutely right. It doesn't matter if you own the business or you're in a department or you have even a specific role, you have to recognize that your job isn't to prove that you're the best employee of all time and that if you get hit by a bus, the world will stop. That's, right. that's a very bad trait. And I think when I was younger, I was so excited about making a contribution that I would fall into that trap at times. And, and I knew with you have your own business, you know, there's a lot of hubris involved in that. And you have to recognize that's, that's not at all a scalable solution. You as an individual are not scalable. And so, um, you know, I, I do what I can and make sure that I'm constantly updating the team and, and that they are telling me what they need from me. Um, but they also do great without me. <laughs> when I travel, yeah. there, there's at least three people in the office who are like, oh, Shannon's out of town again. Yes. I was <laughs> <laughs> taking over the world. Right, yeah. right. It's, it's terrific. I love that. What is one book that you would recommend to a woman to help her develop her leadership? This is going to sound like a strange recommendation because the book isn't about leadership and it's not exactly just for women, but it's, I think women uh, respond to it. Women that I've talked to that have read it have responded to it with more fervor than men. And it's called Start With Why by Simon Sinek. And it's a tool that helps you understand how to inspire ideas in others, how to tell a story and how to motivate people. And it uses real world examples of companies that when you read about the company, you can see the difference. Um, And I keep a bullseye on my office wall and I'd use it in our presentations and I talk to the team about it. The outer ring is what you do. The middle ring is how you do it. But at the heart of everything is why you're doing what you're doing. And I think it's really neat for women to to see that practical way of thinking and recognize that whether you're working on a role or a job or leading a department or a business, that when you can really focus on why you do what you do, that's when your passion comes out. 
Mm. And, th- and that's when you inspire other people to come with you. It's exactly right. You know, people want to be part of something bigger Um, and particularly our younger employees. Like we've got a building full of millennials here. And if you don't have a good why, the beer fridge only lasts so long. You know, they they need to feel like they're part of something that they care about. And that's that takes an entirely different level of leadership than supervising people does. And people are more motivated by that than they are by bonuses and incentives, as fun as those things are, right? No one's going to turn down money. But, you know, when it gets really hard and, you know, things are hitting the fan, it's why we're doing what we're doing that inspires us to keep going. So that's awesome. Yep. And how they can contribute to that why, like at each individual level. I mean, they want to be part of it. It can't be the Shannon show. It can't be the leader show. It has to be about it's a why that's bigger that they feel that they have something for too. It also helps us tell the story of our clients better. Um, you know, when we're always trying to figure out the why of somebody that we're helping. I mean, I think it's, it's a really interesting thing that you can apply in a number of ways. Oh, your clients must love that conversation you have with them to get at the heart of their why. Yeah. And many of them couldn't tell me the answer until we ask it two or three ways. You know, I'll ask them what they do and they tell me what they do. I'm like, great. Okay. How's that happen? Like, how do you do it? And then they'll start getting excited when they could talk about their own particular way of solving their problems. Um, But then I'll say, you know, tell me what gets you out of bed. Like, how, how are you inspired every day? And the stories that come out then are totally different than we would ever hear otherwise. And that's what people want to know. Yeah. Awesome. What is your favorite healthy food? Well, lobster, of course. It's of it's course. the healthiest meat that you can eat. Uh, and full, but I, I love I love avocado as well. So that's a, a shout out to my time in California. Uh, but lobster is definitely my favorite. And how do you like lobster prepared any particular way? Well, I uh, my favorite is I get raw lobster from Shucks Maine Lobster and poach it in champagne. <gasps> I've never heard it of such is a- heavenly. Let me tell you, it's heavenly. It's like filet mignon because it's not all rubbery and um, it's a to- it's a very tender tender experience. It's almost like scallops, only a lot better. Oh, where where I say we because me and the people listening right now are going to want that recipe to be on your show notes page. Oh, so okay. can I grab that from I'll you? Work on okay. That. Yeah. Yep. That would be excellent. We we will want that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll work. Awesome. Okay, Shannon, knowing what you know now, if given a chance to go back and do anything differently, what would you change? Well, you know, I think my favorite part of maturing as a person is um, in in my business life is that uh, if I could go back, I would trust myself more. Um, you know, I wish that I would have trusted my gut more, um, and thought through things because ultimately, um, the only person who can and will take care of you is you. And so you really have to listen to yourself and trust yourself because you're, you're in charge of your own future and your own happiness and your own, um, your own ability to grow or, um, or stay where you are. And so I, many cases, listen to other people, deferred judgment, um, you know, tried to uh, take paths of what other people suggested. And I, I really wish I had trusted myself a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know how many of us have said, I knew it. I knew I should have listened to my gut. I knew it. And 
you know, it's, it's Monday morning quarterbacking and it's so nice when you get to a place where you listen yeah, and, and act on it. That's right. And you think, okay, that decision may have not been my best, but it was mine. I own it. Yeah. Um, and this one, you know, and recognizing and celebrating the moments when you are able to be successful and not waiting, you know, just like I shouldn't have waited for anybody else to give me answers. I also don't need to wait for anybody else to tell me when I've done a good job. I don't need to wait for anybody else to tell me when I should celebrate things. I'm in charge of my experience. And so, um, I try hard to reflect back on each week and, and think about what I did, what I could have done better. Um, what lessons did I learn, but when, when I should celebrate. Mm, and that was huge. We were talking about that in the pre-chat a little bit about how as women, we don't celebrate ourselves enough. We work really hard. We accomplish a lot, but we're, we're waiting That's right. for, for somebody else to acknowledge what we've done before we really feel like we can celebrate it and own it. It's, and so, and it's, it's really is a shame ultimately because, um, you know, you're closer to things than anybody else. And I think a lot of people are looking for, either a coworker or a boss or a husband or a boyfriend to wake up one day and realize how fabulous they are. And nobody's going to figure that out if you haven't figured it out and, and let people know. And so for me, um, you know, I have little private moments, um, many cases on planes where I'm like, okay, Hey, that was good. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) High five. Right. Exactly. Love it. Okay. Before we say goodbye to you, share with us a success quote or a mantra and why it has meaning for you. Um, you know, I wear a bracelet every day that says dream bigger. And I think that one is pretty straightforward. Um, but another one I want to think about for you all is life is a four letter word, but living isn't like, don't live your life on autopilot, um, participate and do great things. Like I think of my every day like a limited checkbook and I have so much, only so much time to spend and I really want to get the most out of it that's possible. And finally, you know, aim high and don't settle for less from yourself because when you do, you'll be disappointed. And when you expect more, you'll be surprised at how much you can give. Mm, I love that. And lastly, Shannon, what is the best way for our listeners to connect with you? They can find me um, on any social network, uh, but my (laughs) email is Shannon, S-H-A-N-N-O-N, at dreamlocal.com, and our website is dreamlocal.com. Shannon, thank you so much for taking the time to inspire and enlighten us. We are all better for having met you. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. Thanks so much. I could talk to Shannon all day, but for the time being, you can find all the resources mentioned in this episode, including the lobster cooked in champagne recipe on womentakingthelead.com, or you can use the short link, which is womentl.com, and you'll find Shannon in the podcast tab. If you have a few moments and you're not driving, if you could head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review for Women Taking the Lead, I would appreciate it. It gives me insight into what you like and what you would like to see more of in the show, and It also enables others to find the show more easily. Thank you all for joining me on Women Taking the Lead. And to strengthen you on your own leadership journey, I'd like to send you off with a quote from Marianne Williamson. So here goes. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. 
We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we are liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. Again, thank you for joining me, and here's to your success.